0: Hi, everyone. We have a couple more seats uh, over on this side and on this front bench over here. Yeah. A lot. If you guys want to find a seat. Well, welcome to the Rothko Chapel today. We're very excited to have you guys here. Uh, my name is Kelly Johnson. I'm the volunteer and program coordinator at the chapel. Um, and uh, how many people is it your first time here at the chapel, if you want to raise your hand? Awesome. Wow. Well, thank you for coming to see us today. Um, uh, we, uh, we're a sacred site uh, here in Houston, and uh, we have programming at the intersection of art, spirituality, and human rights. Um, this uh, mindfulness uh, meditation for parents and children today is a part of our 12 Moments uh, meditation series. Uh, we have a meditation every uh, first Wednesday of the month from 12 to 1. So if you like this program, please come back again to see us. Um, and today's meditation is led by Ann Friedman, and I'll tell you a little bit more about her in a second. Um, but, uh, today's program is also the final event in our family-friendly series of summer programs, so uh, I think maybe I've seen some of you at some of our other meditations, or maybe some of our concerts out on the plaza, so we thank you guys very much for joining us uh, for those programs, and we are going to announce our next season of programs uh, a little later this month, Um, so if you'd like to join our newsletter to learn more about that, um, we'll be sending some uh, updates soon, or you can check out our website to see what we have coming up. Uh, So before we begin, uh, I'd like to remind you guys to silence or turn off all of your cell phones. Um, We're going to enjoy this moment here together uh, without technology. Um, And we ask that uh, you refrain from photography. Uh, So I'm going to be actually documenting today's experience, taking some photographs. We'll also be um, audio recording uh, today's meditation. So you can always go back, re-listen, or share with any family and friends uh, who couldn't make it today. Um, I also want to mention that we're going to, the, toward the end of the meditation, we're going to be doing some kind of mindful movement activities. So we ask that you just stay, uh, you'll basically stand in front of your bench and kind of stay uh, there. We want to protect the paintings, um, so kind of stay in your, in your aisle, and Anne will tell you a little bit more and give you some more guidance. Um, so today I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Anne. Um, she's a licensed psychologist who served as an adjunct professor at the University of Houston Counseling Psychology Graduate Programme. Uh, for over ten years, uh, she ho- holds a doctorate in counseling psychology and a doctor of jurisprudence from the from U of H, um, and she completed her residency in clinical psychology at UT Medical School and her postdoctoral fellowship in clinical neuropsychology at Baylor College of Medicine. So she's very well qualified to be with us today. Um, since two thousand seven, Anna studied mindfulness intensively with leaders in the field, and in two thousand fifteen, she received a certification. A certification in mindfulness facilitation from the Mindful Awareness Research Center of the Surnell C- Institute of Neuroscience and Behavioral Medicine at UCLA. And she's now in a program uh, to become an affiliate teacher with uh, UCLA. Um, she also teaches mindfulness classes for adults, teens, and caregivers and their children through her company, Mindful Being PC, at the John McGovern Houston Health and Medical Science Museum, as well as in her private office. Um, and there's a little bit more information um, on how you can contact her uh, and learn more about her practice in your printed program. Uh, So without further ado, I'll turn it to Anne. Thank you, Kelly.
1: So I'm really thrilled to be here today. Can everyone hear me? Okay, Good. I'm going to start today with a practice. This is all experiential. So if you have something in your hands, please put it down on the bench. You want to put your feet flat on the floor. Or if you're sitting on a cushion, you can sit cross-legged. Your hands need to rest in your lap. Any position, it doesn't matter. We want our backs to be straight, but not really stiff. Don't want to be stiff, we want to be very relaxed. And we tuck our chins a little bit so our heads aren't going back or sideways. We want our neck and our head just aligned and balanced. I'm gonna take you to one of my very favorite places today. It's not a place that you go to by car or by train or by an airplane. It's a place that you can go when you close your eyes and go inside. So close your eyes right now. We're in a safe place. And begin to feel the place inside. Take a few long, slow, deep breaths, noticing that your body feels relaxed, and maybe you even feel a little smile on your heart. This is a place that we can go whenever we need to calm ourselves down when we have anger, sadness, hurt, fear, or any other strong emotion. We can go inside and relax, snuggle up, and feel our breath. Put your hand on your belly, Notice that your belly goes out and stops and your belly goes in and stops. It's natural. You don't have to do anything. The breath has been put in our bodies to relax us. This is a place we can go anytime, to relax notice how you're feeling if your body is relaxed and you're paying attention to your breath now I'm going to ring a bell and I want you to listen to it until you can't hear it any longer And when you can't hear it any longer, open your eyes. So we've come here today to learn a little bit about mindfulness and just know because we offered this to children of all ages, I'm doing an easy version of mindfulness. When I teach older children and particularly teenagers, I will do it a little bit differently, needless to say, than when I'm doing young children. So what is mindfulness? Who can tell me what mindfulness is? Has anyone ever heard of it before? Yes. The way I say it to children is focusing on yourself on purpose and being kind. Okay, that's a great definition. There are many definitions for mindfulness, but the first one she said is focus. Another way to say that is to pay attention, right? To focus our attention. And we're focusing our attention on something very specifically, which is the present moment, the here and now. So it can be on ourselves because we are in the here and now, right? It's now. It's now. And we're doing it with a type, of, a type of attention, which is a kind, open attention. A kind, open attention. So we're not always kind and open, right? How many people say, I don't like this, I don't want to go there, I hate this, that kind of thing? That's not kind, open attention. That's when you've already made a decision, a judgment, and you're not being present. And then we can choose our behavior. So this is a definition of mindfulness. It's just one. There are different ways of saying it. Paying attention to the here and now. So do you think it's easy to pay attention to the here and now? Is it easy? No, tell me why it's not easy. Who said no? Who could share? Yes. So So we have so many distractions, right? We have iPhones and iPads or um, lots of stuff going on all the time, right? To take us out of the present moment. Why else? yes yes so I want to tell you that all of us in this room the children and the grown ups have a thing called puppy dog mind puppy dog mind who has a puppy who has a puppy anybody has a has anyone ever had a puppy your dog might be bigger now what do puppies like to do What do puppies like to do? Yes. They like to play around. They do not like to stay in one place, do they? They like to just go and explore and just keep moving out. And what this lady said in the back is true. Our minds are like puppy dogs. They don't like to stay in the present moment. They like to keep going out of the present moment. So when you're at reset, or when you're at um, math class or English class at school, are you always paying attention to the teacher? Yeah? Is anybody, are you always paying attention? Yeah? You're trying to? Yeah. But a lot of times our minds wander. Where do they go? That lady over there just said it. They go to the past and the future. And we start thinking about, what's recess going to be today? Or yesterday, Johnny didn't sit next to me at school, and I wish he would sit next to me at lunch, and he won't ever sit next to me. So we start thinking about things, and we're not in the moment. And do you know what science tells us? Are we happy when our mind wanders away? Or, or does it go into some kind of negative thinking? It goes into negative thinking, all of us. It happens. Sometimes we think about happy things, but a lot of times we're thinking about things that are bothering us or things we're worried about. And it's not healthy thinking and it's not helpful thinking. And we need to bring our minds back to this moment. So I'm teaching you today just a little bit of mindfulness. There's a lot to learn about how to deal with our bodies and our feelings and our thoughts. But today I want to teach you to pay attention to the present moment. So close your eyes right now and in your mind I am going to ask you three questions and I want you to, without opening your eyes to see if you can answer the three questions. Is the floor a solid color or does it have a pattern on it? Don't peek, don't peek. What color are the walls? What is on the ceiling? Now look and see if you got it right. How many people got all three questions right? Be honest, be honest. So a few people did, but a lot of people didn't, right? A lot of people didn't, because we don't pay attention to where we are. We walk into a room, maybe even a room we've never been in, and we don't even look at it. We don't pay attention. And so what we're doing with mindfulness is learning to pay attention. And we do that through our bodies and a thing called the senses. What are our senses? Who can tell me? Yes? Yes, so we have our smell and our touch, our hearing, our sight and our taste very good very good and we also have sensations in our bodies and when we come can our bodies be in the past or in the future can they be in the past like right now can you be in the past no can you be in the future right now no Your mind can be, but your body is always in the present moment. So we come into our bodies to stay in present moment and to be very grounded and embodied in this moment. So we want to learn how to be curious and open. How many of you have seen grass before? Who's seen grass in this room? Everybody's seen grass? Who can tell me what grass looks like? Who can tell me what grass looks like? Yes? It's green. Good. You find it outside. Anything else? What else? So you see straight lines and what else? Oh, it lives in dirt. It lives in dirt. Yes. What else? What else can you tell me about grass? So we think, have you do you think grass is interesting? No, I heard several people say no. Why is it not interesting? Yeah because you see it all the time. So this morning, I walked out into my yard, and I saw grass. And I'm going to give each child in this room a piece of it. And I want you to tell me if this is what you just described to me. It's not a single piece. I just pulled one at a time up. Is that what you said a grass look like? A little bit. It's maybe some green. Maybe some green. Can you share? Oops. So we don't pay attention to anything that's around us often that we're used to. And yet, does this grass look like the grass that you just described? Tell me, somebody who's got the grass. What do you notice that's different about this grass? Or maybe the same? Yes. It's got brown in it, so it's not just green, right? What else? What else do you notice? It had a stem, stem, yeah. What else? What else do you notice about your grass? Mine is going in three, four, five different directions. One piece, one piece is going in five different directions. Yes, what did you notice? It's not exactly one piece. piece. We think of grass as one piece, don't we? But I pulled these off one at a time and this is what came up. What did you notice? And it has two different colors, not just green. And do you notice there are different colors of green on it, or only one color of green? Different colors. It's not all the same green, is it? Sorry. Is it? Can I just hold this? Is this good? like that? Okay. Sorry, it's coming out of my ear. So it's not all the same. It's not all the same. And we think grass is kind of boring. And that means we're judging and thinking we already know what what it is. And a lot of things, we don't know what it is. Did you know that there are over ten kinds of grass just in American lawns? Ten different kinds of grass in American lawns. And so, grass is not just grass. Grass can be very, very different. And we want to pay attention and get curious about it. Thank you. Is this okay? Is this okay? Okay. So, we want to pay attention and get curious about it. And um, we do this, again, with our senses and looking and being, being with it and noticing things. Is the grass dull or shiny? Shiny? Yours is shiny? Does it have a smell to it? What does it smell like? Anybody notice a smell? Yeah. It smells like your fish. Fish food. It smells like your fish food. How interesting. Did you ever know that grass could smell like your fish food? Probably didn't know that before. So what we're learning to do is to pay attention. And I paid attention to this today in my own yard. I just noticed how different the grass looked all of a sudden. So grass is not just grass. Trees are not just trees. We want to look and pay attention with, with our eyes. We're so lucky we have eyes, eyes to see. And we also are lucky that we have touch, right? So One of the things I want you to do now, and a parent could use this in calming your child at any time, your mom or dad or your brother or sister, if you need to pair up, are going to make something on your back. So would you stand up, please? So I'm going to do something very slowly on your back. And I want you to tell me what it is. Pay a lot of attention. Okay, I made a square. This is a way when your child is upset about things, to bring the child back into the body to pay attention to what they're feeling. So right now, will everybody in this room turn to the person next to them? And each one of you is going to take a a turn. You can write a letter. You could write a word. You can write a whole word. The other person needs to pay attention very carefully to what the sensations are so they can tell you what you just did. It could be a picture or a word or letters, okay? Try it. So if you're done, will you raise your hands so I'll know how many people are done? Okay. So were you able to tune in and pay attention and figure out what the person was drawing on your back? How many of you were able to pay attention and really feel it? Yeah, yeah. So this is something we can do to, again, calm and get in touch with the relaxed part of our body. Yes, ma'am. You're what? Oh, you're ticklish, so you noticed it tickled. Yeah, you noticed the sensations. That's great you noticed. Yes, sir. What about your emotions? So, was it it felt emotions like you felt happy? Did it make what kind of emotion did you feel? It felt soft in your body. Did it feel soft on the inside, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can feel soft on the inside. Nice. That's nice. So when we get upset, who in this room, since he brought up emotions, it's a very good topic, who in this room gets angry? Who in this room gets sad? Who in this room gets frustrated? How about who gets hurt, gets their feelings hurt sometimes? Did everybody notice that it's not just the kids, it's the grown-ups' hands going up too? Every human being has lots of emotions. And when we have lots of emotions... Our brains feel a little bit like this, right, when we're really upset. What does it feel like in your head when you're really upset? You're thinking, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. I hate it when the teacher makes us do this. It scares me. I think I'm not going to do it very well. Does it feel like your brain is going like this, your mind? Yeah, yeah, it does. With And grown-ups, when you've got a situation that's upsetting you, does it feel like your brains are doing this? How many grown-ups have experienced this kind of thing? Look at children. All the grown-ups are raising their hands because it's about us being human beings. All of us have this. And one of the things that we know is that If we breathe and relax and focus on our bodies, over time, this is going to start to relax. Our brains will start to relax. So we have in our bodies a really big nerve, and it's called the vagus nerve. I want everybody to put their hands on the bottom of their skull And now go all the way down your back to the bottom of your spine and put your hands like this and like this and like this. Your nerve goes all of those places and we activate that nerve it activates what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. That's a really big word. You're going to study it when you get in, into a biology class. But it makes you relax. It's called our rest and digest. And we learn how to activate this by long, slow, deep breaths. So who can show me what a long, slow, deep breath is supposed to look like? What would it, if you were to take a deep breath, what does it look like? Somebody want to? Okay, go again. Huh? Okay, let me do it, and you tell me if this is correct. Is that a long, slow, deep breath? No. What happens when we do a long, slow, deep breath? No, it relaxes us. It relaxes us. We won't die, do we? (laughs) Um, so what happens when we do a long slow deep breath everybody do one see what you notice yes it relaxes you yes it does what do you notice about your body it slows it down our bellies go out our bellies get really big like this Look at Annie's belly. Really big, like a watermelon, right? And then when I let it go, it goes back in. Yes, your mind, after you breathe, is going to be clear like this. So... I now want you to pay attention and get your, bu- your buddy again to your breath in your back. So this time, you're going to sit back to back, and if you can put your feet like this on either side of the bench, see if you can put yourself together with another person And feel the breath of the other person and your breath as you breathe. Notice in and out. In and out. In and out. And if your mind wanders off, say, little puppy mind, come back. Focus on my breath feeling the breath of the other person. Feeling the movement in the back. And if your mind starts thinking about something, just say thinking and come back to feeling your breath. now turn around what did you notice what did you notice yes you wanted to sink yeah it just naturally happened where you were breathing what else did you notice I hear lots of discussion let's all listen let's all listen So, you were able to t- bring your thoughts back and focus on the feeling of. Yes, you were able to bring your thoughts back and focus on the feeling. That's the practice. That's the practice. Other people, what happened? Yes. Huh? Your back, you noticed that his back felt soft. Yes, so we know you are paying attention. You are paying attention. And I know you want to talk, don't you? You want to talk. Yeah. But we're trying to be a little bit quiet. Okay. Yes, what did you notice? What did you notice? It relaxed your back. So, this is what we're doing. You just relaxed into the present moment, feeling the softness or noticing when the mind took you away, and then coming back to just being with it and how easy and good it felt, right? It felt good. So, we can do mindful anything, the breath is the key. And at the end of today, I'm going to have all of you take a boat to take home. Unfortunately, we didn't have enough yoga mats for everybody. But one of the practices that we can do is to pretend that our bellies are like the waves of the ocean. So we can lie down at home and just get relaxed Put our boat on our on our ocean, and look how the belly is like the waves going up and coming down, up, down, and I can just think up, down, and if something's bothering me, I can just notice, oh, I don't need to think about that. I'm just going to focus on up, down. You can also, you can also get one of your lovies. How many of you have a stuffed animal that you love? Yeah. And you can put that and give your stuffed animal a little ride on your tummy. Just up, down, up, down. And keep your mind focused on the breath and the movement of the belly. So, at the end, we're gonna all take our boats home. But before we um, do anything else, we're gonna do a little bit of movement meditation. Because in mindfulness, there are, um, you can do it sitting, you can do it standing, you can do it um, walking lying down, and you can also do it with everything you do every single day, like paying attention to the grass, like paying attention and getting curious. So will everybody stand up now, and we're going to do some mindful movements So we're going to start with an, uh, putting our feet hip-width apart. And when we, um, r- we're going to raise our arms to here. And we're going to breathe in. And then we're going to breathe out, bringing them down. So we're putting our breath with our movement in. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now we're going to lift them all the way up over our heads. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Now, if you can have enough room, you might need to turn sideways. Put your arms out to the side. With your palms up, okay. Breathe in, touch your shoulders, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in. Breathe out. Nice job, everyone. Wow. Now we're going to, this may be a little hard. Who can stand on one leg? You don't have to put your foot very high. And so breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. It's okay. Breathe in. Breathe out. Was that easy or hard? Hard. Balance is hard for all of us, even grown-ups. Let's do it with our other leg now, okay? And it's, it might be easier on this leg. Our legs are different. You think they're the same? You have more balance on one leg than you do the other. We all do. So breathe in, standing on your other foot. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Good. Now we're gonna bend at the waist. So we're gonna breathe in. And when we get to the back, breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. And when you get to the front, we're going to go back in the other direction. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Keep your mind focused on the breath and the body. If you start thinking about something else, bring it back to what you're doing. Okay, everybody sit down. Now I have a question for you. If you are going to brush your teeth mindfully... When you're brushing your teeth, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking about when you brush your teeth? Anybody? Everything. You're thinking about your horse, okay? So you're not in the room. You're thinking about your horse, yes. What do you think? Huh? Going to Florida? Oh, fluoride. You're thinking about fluoride? Are you really? (laughs) I don't know. I believe you on that one. I don't know. I believe you. What are you thinking about? Yeah, so you're thinking about going to breakfast. What's going to be for breakfast today, right? You're already thinking about the future, right? That's normal. That's normal. But what we want to do is what science tells us is that we're the happiest when we just pay attention to where we are when we just pay attention to where we are so if you were going to brush your teeth mindfully how would you do that what would what would you do yes you'd be thinking about it focused on it right yeah And one of the ways you can focus even more, who who is right-handed in this room? Try tonight when you brush your teeth to brush with your left hand. Who's left-handed in this room? Try tonight when you brush your teeth to brush with your other hand, your right hand. If you use your non-dominant hand, it feels a little strange and it slows you down And you might notice what? What am I doing? What would I notice? Movement. The movement. We're usually not even paying attention. The movement. What else might we notice with brushing teeth? Yes. Yeah, that you're using your non-dominant hand. Yeah. Would you notice the taste of the toothpaste? The texture of the toothpaste, the color of the toothpaste. How about when you spit? Who spits? Spit it out? How does it feel to spit? You might notice some things you've never noticed before. So tonight, I want you with your mom and dad to do some mindful toothbrushing. And really pay attention to the experience. Really notice what you're doing. What it's like. Okay? Okay, so um, the last thing we're going to do is practicing with our ears. I'm going to ring the bell. And the bell will, you'll hear it for a while, and I want you to really listen. When your mind wanders off, your little puppy mind, remember? Your little puppy mind goes off and thinks, I wonder what we're going to do out when we leave here, or whatever you're thinking about, right? Bring it back. Bring it back. And to just listen to the silence. And also the sounds. So... There are always sounds in three places. Can you tell me where sounds can come from? Yeah. A what? Like a siren outside, right? Yeah, so it's something outside of the room. That's one place it can come from, yes. Okay, so something from inside the school, right? The bell is in school. So it can be from the outside of the room or from the inside, like within the school, exactly. We also have sounds in our bodies. Who has sounds in their bodies? What do you notice about the sounds in your bodies? What sounds does your body make? Who can hear themselves swallow sometimes swallow is there a sound you know did you ever notice there was a sound before you did sometimes people don't notice so who's ever had their stomach gurgle was there a sound yeah who's ever had their body Creak, (laughs) snap, crackle, pop, all the (laughs) grown-ups. Yes, as we get older, our joints make noises too. So I'm going to ring the bell, and we're going to... Yes, ma'am. Yes, even breathing has a sound. Thank you for saying that. Yes, absolutely. Listen to the sound of your breathing. And some people can even hear their heartbeat in their ears. Has anybody ever experienced that, where you kind of hear your heartbeat in your ears? So I'm going to ring the bell, and then I want you to just listen and notice all the things that you can hear, and notice what the silence sounds like, too. So close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. Notice if your mind is really listening. Put your attention on listening. I'm going to ring the bell again and keep your eyes closed until you can't hear it any longer and then open your eyes. What sounds did you hear? Yes. You heard what? A sound. Okay. Okay. Other people, what did you hear anything? Yes. You heard air. Yeah, air in the room, squeak of a chair, feet shuffling, what else? Sniffing, lots of sounds all day long. So anytime that we're really tense, we can also just go listen to sounds anywhere we are. Just put your mind on listening. Notice when you're beginning to think say thinking, no, I'm going to wait and see you later. Right now, I'm just listening. Just going to listen and relax. Just listen and relax. Everybody understand the practice? Who noticed their puppy dog mind thinking when we were doing that? Yeah, the puppy dog mind does think. The practice, were you able to just say thinking and bring it back? That's the practice. You will always have thoughts. How many thoughts do you think the average human has a day? Anybody want to guess? 30? Another guess? 60,000? Thir- okay. Okay. So the, we don't really know for sure, but the USC Neuroimaging Lab thinks we have about 70,000. And that's a lot of thoughts. And did you know that mindfulness, and if you take more classes in this, you're going to learn, not all your thoughts are true. Not all your thoughts are true. Some thoughts are true, but some thoughts aren't and we need to notice those, because those thoughts that aren't true usually make us feel kind of crummy. So, questions? Yes.
0: Is there any books for kids that you would recommend? Yes,
1: and thank you very much for bringing that up. Um, While the Rothko Chapel usually has a stop at noon, and they have graciously offered for us to be able to stay a little bit and be quiet and read the books, and I brought a lot of books. So um, I will put them all over the front of the room when we finish. There are books for grown-ups that they can use with their children, and then there are books for children, Okay? Um, and I have a lot of them, so you're welcome to come look and explore and see. They're, they're not for sale, they're mine. <laughs> but but um, you get to see them. Other questions? Yes? Mindful meditation. Meditation is when we're focused, and it's usually when we're focusing on the breath. So there are many different kinds of meditation. But in mindfulness, we're trying to put, train our mind by focusing on the breath often or by listening to stay in one place. Just like when you train a little puppy. If, if you have a little puppy and you don't want it to go to the bathroom on your house, right? So you put down a little piece of paper and you say, here, stay here, puppy. And then the puppy runs off you go get it, and you bring it back. We're trying to train our mind with our meditation focus um, to um, stay in the present moment. Does that make sense? Good. Yeah. I train my dog every day. You train what? I
0: train my dog a lot of days.
1: Oh, good. So you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah. Good. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. It's something you can do in many different ways. You 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 just incorporate it in different ways. I mean, I've just given you a smattering. There are hundreds, hundreds of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, children have a natural curiosity. So they're already there. It's the adults around them that are saying, we got to go, we got to go, it's, we got this to do and this to do and this to do, and we're not stopping and being with our kids to look at the ants marching down the driveway. And that is really an important thing to do, parents. Your child is naturally more curious than you are likely. And so listen to them. They can teach you something. They can teach you to stop and pay attention to the world around you. And you're gonna see an amazing amount of beauty that you've been walking right by. That's what happens for most of us. We start noticing, wow. You know, years ago, I used to get lost in thought in my car. Sometimes I don't even think I saw the road sometimes going places. Now I pay attention to all the trees in Houston. Wow, we're a pretty city. We are gorgeous here. But that's what I do now to relax and enjoy my drive if I'm stuck in traffic, I look at trees and sky. So it's a practice, a practice of noticing. Other questions? Did that answer your question? Yeah, and then, and even with breathing, really, really short periods of time. One minute. Yeah, just short. Yes. Oh, this is a mind jar, and I do that with my classes usually. It's um, water and glycerin, a little bit of soap suds, and there's a recipe for it in one of these books. But you can also find it online. Just look up how to make a mind jar. Other people? Yeah.
0: When was this meditation made?
1: Ah, oh, that's a very good question. So this meditation comes out of an ancient religion. It's about 2,500 years old. And it's called Buddhism. But when, when it came to the United States, a man named John Kabat-Zinn started using it at a medical school to help people get well. And he took all the religion out of it And he made it just about the practices. And you can find some of the practices, like on kindness, loving kindness, and generosity, and um, equanimity, which is something you probably have never heard. Many of those in all the world's wisdom traditions. But there are some really ancient teachings on the breath and the mind that science now knows, it's pretty true. It's pretty true. They knew a lot back then. Good question. Yeah, time, Okay, So I'm being told it's time, and I will put the books up here and be happy to visit with anyone. I teach classes for children and parents. It's a six-week class at the Museum of Health and Medical Science. So that is next to the Children's Museum. I don't know how many of you have been there. My classes are on Sunday. Children 6 to 8 at 1, 7 to 9, I'm sorry, 7 to 11, wait, no. 6 to 8, 9 to 12 at 2.30, and teenagers at 4. So you can find that on my website, which is on the, the program. Thank you.